From the Summer Skate Studios, this is a Desert Classic Special Edition of Behind the Masts College Hockey West Weekly. Brought to you by NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask, on ice or in line, Behind the Mask's three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com is the place for all of your hockey needs. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates. See summerskates.com to customize any pair of shower shoes or koozies for you or your team. And by Toyota. See the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Desert Toyota in Tucson, Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas, and Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another special edition, a final special edition, if you will, of the Desert Classic, live from Mullet Arena. Scott Strandy with you tonight, just uh, outside Mullet Arena in the beautiful parking garage at uh, I'm called home several times this year. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein staying up late on Long Island, New York. The servants are serving him as he stays up past midnight to do a special podcast. Paul, how are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could have pretty much guessed that. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I thought we were talking about the game tonight. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, what a great open. What a great, great open. Okay. Um, first things first. Let's uh, – a scary moment in the third period, about 56 seconds in to the third period when uh, defenseman from Arizona State, Tim Lovell, uh, took a pretty hard hit. Uh, Coach Powers acknowledged that it was a clean hit. It was just a, a hard hockey hit, and, and it was scary. It left him uh, – leaving the ice on a stretcher. We found out after the game that uh, Tim Lovell never left the building, uh, that they uh, treated him on site. He was up and moving around when his teammates finished the game off. Uh, Two-nothing victory over Air Force for Arizona State to claim the consolation uh, prize, I guess, if you will, of the uh, the tournament. So that's all the good news. Uh, you'll hear from Coach Powers in just a minute. I just finished the uh, the post game, so I'm putting together some stuff as we speak. Well, so you'll let, be able let's, to hear that. Let, let's say this. Um, it was a darn good weekend for the athletic staffs all over the country. And oh, and how? And thankfully, how? They, thankfully, they went undefeated this weekend. Yep, very well put. And you're talking about the uh, the young man from Army. That took a skate to the uh, the neck. Uh, well, we're talking about that. We're talking face. about um, the kid in, in uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, um, and 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 a bunch of you know. Yeah, and, Mr. Ham, Demar Hamlin, yeah. and and you know, and tonight, and, you know, those guys got on the playing surfaces pretty darn quick, and you know, obviously, what happened tonight was not as severe as the other two, but it doesn't matter. You know, you still want to see the training yeah. staffs go undefeated. I, I think when you hear Coach Powers talk about it, he talked about it twice. He opened the press conference with it, and he kind of closed the press conference with it. But he'll he'll tell you a little bit about um, the behind-the-scenes stuff, too, which I think is kind of cool, so we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the championship game was a really good hockey game, a really exciting hockey game between two really good teams, uh, Boston University and Michigan Tech. 
Um, Michigan Tech came out, as uh, Joe Sean told me afterwards, he said, uh, I'm really glad our guys came out flying because uh, you didn't want to get behind to Boston U, and they, they didn't. They scored three times in the in the first period, took a 3 nothing lead into the locker room, and then didn't hold on, but they, they played the style of game that they could to hold off a challenge from BU. And congratulations to Michigan Tech for winning the uh, the Desert Classic, the first one ever at Mullet Arena. So yeah. uh, that that was uh, a very impressive performance by the Huskies, I thought. Yeah, um, you know they they got out to the lead like they did the, like they did Friday night, and and they held on to it. You know, I I, I don't know how well Michigan Tech is going to play from behind, but. They played from ahead pretty darn, pretty darn good. You know, they, yeah, I don't think style. they, I don't think they wanted pay, play from behind Paul because well, but you know nobody, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, there, there I know, but that, yeah, teams that just their style is not exactly, is, it's is not conducive not to it. Conducive to and and when we say play from behind, we're even talking about one nothing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're not just talking about two nothing, three nothing, or four nothing. We're talking about even one nothing, because you still have to open that up a little bit. Oh yeah, without and, a doubt. And, and and you and you give up chances that way. Um, you know, uh, I, I think they score a little bit more than I give them credit for, but at the same time, um, you know, they 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 have. You know they they're usually playing from in front, and they have for the most part this year. And you know I've been up and down on them, but I was pretty impressed this weekend with Michigan Tech. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, I would totally agree. I thought they were uh, very very good. They've been here in the desert. You'll hear from a couple of their players here. We're going to get to that right away, uh, right. and then we'll move on to uh, to Arizona State. That was a lot lengthier press conference. Uh, also heard from T.J. Something Felter. And uh, Ryan Alexander. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, like I said, I, I don't think as you watch uh, Michigan Tech, they have a lot of you know quote unquote offensive superstars. But they've been very solid. They have balanced scoring, and you know that when they play from it, you know if they get the lead, and you know and and like I said, just very very impressed this weekend. Uh, with Michigan Tech, and it's probably as well as I've seen them play in the half dozen games or so that I've seen them play this year. Yeah, they played they played extremely well. Let's uh, let's not wait any longer. Let's go right to the head coach and uh, hear his post game comments. Got the uh, head coach from Michigan Tech, uh, <coughs> Joe Sean. Tell me a little bit about this because I thought you guys were on fire that first period. Yeah, we played a good first period, and thank God that we came all ready to play. Um, I think the story in this game is obviously our goaltending. Yeah. Um, Blake Pillar was, ab- I mean, like he like he is all the time, gives us a chance, and and uh, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I, I thought our guys were gutsy. That's a, I think Jay Pandolfo and his staff, <coughs> excuse me, have done an incredible job with that group. You know, they obviously have eleven NHL draft picks, and you can see why they, you know, they have great speed, great puck movement. So, um, resi- resiliently holding them to two goals and and without a power play goal, I thought was. Uh, incredibly gutsy effort by our team so you start off with three goals in the first period all to the blocker side is it something you guys saw 
no, just happened to be the, the looks the guys had. I think if we said shoot block, we probably would have shot gloves. So, uh, talk about the Pietla family and what that, what they mean to your program. I mean, all of them contribute. Uh, it seems like game in and game out, but today especially. Well, we've had others here in the past, and and we'll have more coming for, going forward. So, um, high end character kids, uh, and, and you know, on top of that, there's a lot of relatives that are, you know, they. They have a lot of relatives <clears throat> that go by different names, but uh, they're part of the same same clan. So we've been fortunate that uh, there's a deep love in, in, in those roots for Michigan Tech. And uh, we've tried to do as much as we can to bring that uh, to bring that onto our campus and, and bring it into our into our fold because they're they're tremendously competitive, um, honest, hardworking. They 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 do it right on and off the ice. They're they're great representatives of a of a university what does it say in college hockey parity uh when you guys can can take it to a team like uh, bu i know they fought back hard but the parity in college hockey right now has really never been there like this before has it uh, i <coughs> i don't know i actually think that the parity is widening um i think with the transfer portal and things that parity is widening um it, it uh, I think we have a good team. I think we're 15th in the pairwise or something. Right. So it's not like we're, we've won games. You know, we've won hockey games and we beat the right teams at the right time as well. So um, I just think it's a, you know, I think actually there's a, I think, I was just talking about that yesterday. That's why I'm saying it. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, I think there's more disparity than there was um, before from the, like the top 10. You know, like that team was a tremendous hockey team we played. You saw they move the puck and, you know, if, if we have average goaltending, um, you know, it's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, that was that was superhuman goaltending. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. So three. So there you go. Uh, yeah, we were doing it from the runway of the airport, by the way. <laughs> wow, they were, they were leaving in a hurry? <laughs> no, that was uh, – we are in the direct flight path when you are outside of Mullet Arena. Uh, for <laughs> for whatever's going to happen uh, above you uh, on the way to the airport. So anyway, you got a little uh, uh, listen in. Coach has been battling. He told me that at the start he's been battling this uh, little cold thing uh, pretty much the whole time he's been in Arizona, that which, sucks. by the way, is a week and a half. So, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was a little more than choked up over the win. How about I put it that way? Well, yeah, it sounds better that way. Yeah, he was just choked up to win the championship and, and go from there. Okay, so uh, we heard from uh, two of the the Piedelas. Um The they're the cousins. There's two brothers and a cousin that play in this team. Um, one a uh, goaltender, and uh, one of them is a uh, <laughs> is uh, a forward. They got a goal tonight. They got a couple assists, and they got a, a shutout, or not a shutout, but an outstanding performance from their goaltender. So let's hear from the most outstanding player of the tournament in uh, Blake Piedelwa. We've got the goaltender from Michigan Tech, Blake Piedelwa, with me. Uh, Blake, first of all, tell us what you saw from uh, BU tonight. You guys came on offensively and took charge in the first period, but you knew they were coming at you, didn't you? Yeah, we knew we had to stick to our game plan. We knew that the 3-0 Three nothing lead. We had to we had to keep playing well. Um, yeah, we knew coming in that they're a fast transitioning team, so we just wanted to stick to our D zone and, and play the way we've been playing all year. Did this start last night for you guys? The way the uh, you, you took it to uh, Arizona State as well. Um, I feel like it's kind of in our uh, our identity all year. Um, I want to say just last night. Um, 
we've been trying to stick to our basics and just playing Husky hockey and like that worked out this weekend. Talk about CCHA play and how it brings you uh, up to this level. You guys have battles with everybody in that conference, and uh, now you're playing some teams outside the conference and having success as well. Yeah, uh, we have a really deep league this year, so every every weekend prepares you for non-conference games, uh, and it gets you ready for weekends like these, which, uh, as you can see, it helped us out. Week and a half in the desert, did you get suntan yet? Uh, no, we actually, there wasn't much sun until today and yesterday, so maybe that helped out that we weren't baking in the sun all week. Final one for me is the Piedla family and the cousins and everybody. Um, where does that hockey talent come from? Uh, I just have to credit my mom and dad, probably. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. So three straight tournament wins now for you guys. Well, I mean, how can you use some of that momentum going forward into the rest of the conference schedule? Yeah, we know our conference schedule is going to be hard all year, so I think just taking it one game at a time, one week at a time, and just see where we end up. And then now tournament most outstanding player and the tournament championship. How does it feel? It feels great after coming off the GLI. Uh, we didn't do a good showing in the first game, and then we built, built off that and two good wins here. There you go. That's the goaltender, Blake Piedela, uh that uh, had an outstanding game and was named the tournament outstanding player. So congratulations to him as well. Paul, your thoughts on uh, what you saw from the goaltender? Well, you know, if you're going to win, that's where it comes from, right? I mean, if you don't get good goaltending, you're, you're not going to win on most nights, and you're definitely not going to win against a, a team with the offensive skill and 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 elite playmaking that they have at BU because they're not going to have too many nights where they don't put the puck in the net if the goalie makes a mistake and you know you, you have to you, you have to uh, you know you have to do uh, you have to be focused and you have to you know be the best player Right, yeah, the goalie has to be your best player if you're going to win uh, in a short series. Yep, we're going to get to that uh, with Arizona State and goaltender TJ Semptonfelter in just a few minutes. But uh, one final listen in. This is uh, this is cousin Jed Puetta, uh that will uh, speak with us here. We had a little fun with him, so uh, we'll uh, we'll jump into uh, Jed and the conversation post game. Assist tonight. What'd you see on that one stretch pass? Uh, I think I was just kind of hanging out waiting for things to happen and ta uh ta got open for me and uh he actually made a he accepted that pass pretty well i kind of threw it off the wall and he took off and buried that was huge and then how does it feel to be winning this tournament obviously you know playing with your brothers on your same team uh cousins but oh. but yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun and obviously they had a great weekend as well blake uh, stood on his head and i think logan had a goal and assist tonight as well at least so um just great weekend overall for all of us Tell us a little bit about uh, what it means to come to the desert. You've been here like a week and a half and <laughs> enjoying this. What, what's it been like to walk away with a tournament trophy? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, we've been here now, yeah, like you said, about a week and a half. So I've been able to add family down here. So uh, it's fun to go out there. I golf a little bit and kind of, uh, yeah, anytime you're in the desert when it's we got about four foot of snow back home, it's awesome. Talk a little bit about uh, the way you guys controlled play in the first period. You came out flying. You took it to them. You scored all three goals on the blocker side. Coach said he had no idea that that's what you were going to do, but you did it. So uh, did you guys see something? Did you know something on Drew Camesso? Uh No, I think, I mean, I, he's a good goalie. We just shot the puck and it happened to go in there. So, Coach also said that you guys in the locker room as players took over. He said the right things in the locker room right things on the bench what does it say about the character on this roster 
Uh, I think we just have a great group of guys. We, uh, we're all in this together for each other. So uh, we kind of, like today, for example, we come together and take over. It was, it was uh, perfect. So what's it like with the Edela family at uh, Christmas time and you bring all the business together? You have a pretty good hockey game? Yeah, if we were to have a hockey game, I think you'd... Uh, oh, come on. We don't Seriously, know. you don't have a hockey game? Yeah, we, uh, we have a little tournament in springtime that we do, but uh, Christmas time, I don't think there there won't be enough room. I hear you. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate it, Jed. Thank awesome. you. So we had a little fun with Jed talking about uh, the trip to the desert and the Puetla family, uh, what they might do if they uh, they when they get together, whether it's Christmas or, uh, as he said, in the spring, they have a little hockey tournament. But uh, apparently there are many, many hockey playing uh, players up there from the that family tree. Well, I mean, it's I mean, do you have to be related to play at Michigan Tech? That's what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tweet tonight, but I said, are they sh- the Huskies and not the Puetalas? <laughs> well, I mean, holy smokes. I mean, wow. Uh, it, yeah, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, but congratulations again, Huskies. They came down here. They came on a mission. Uh, as I said earlier, if, you, if you've heard, they, uh, they came immediately from the, the Great Lakes Invitational. Uh, they weren't going to chance uh, snowstorms and canceled flights or anything like that. So they got out of Detroit and they got uh, right down to, uh, <clears throat> to Tempe and they just stayed here until it was over. And apparently it was well worth it because they're leaving with the uh, Desert Classic Trophy. So congratulations to Michigan Tech. Well, listen, I mean, um, Michigan Tech, it's, it, I assume that that's like engineering and and those sorts of snow removal i'm pretty sure it involves that well of course it involves that i mean that's a given I mean, <laughs> holy smokes i mean if you're, if you're up there i mean wow uh you know you know paul sometimes when you land at houghton michigan and, and this is from past experience when you land at at houghton michigan on the runway you can't see anything except snow banks <laughs> oh, it's kind of freaky don't... when you come in from the airport and you all you guys... see is six eight foot snow blank banks you guys, I, I mean, listen, as you know, my buddy played at, at Northern, you know, they're the Michigan <laughs> Tech rivals. Yeah. Just, like, I just can't even, uh, no, just no. I mean, you know, we, I, you know, regular listeners have heard me say there was no way that I, my son, if he was in his right head, was going to go to a school that has tunnels. <laughs> Because of the snow, and I just know, I just know, um, and I can't even. Im- I I would, I would go there once, and I'd be like, people, what? No, good for people that live there because they're obviously much tougher than I am. Because they are already people. I grew up oh there, my, my friend. Well, uh, no, that doesn't mean they're in their right minds, though. But you know, whatever. I mean, <laughs> holy smokes, just no. All right, I mean, so. So that's the the wrap up of the championship game, uh, Michigan Tech three, uh, BU two. Let's take a quick break, Paul. Let's come back because I've got a lot of sound from Arizona State. They wanted to talk tonight, and whenever Arizona State wants to talk, we'll uh, we'll listen and and replay it for you. So it should be a lot of fun. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and dig into the consolation championship between two teams, which were in our coverage area: the Air Force Falcons and the Arizona State Sun Devils. We'll be right back. 
So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Gail McCarr. Before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to a late night special edition, special episode, if you will, of College Hockey West Live as we talk the Desert Hockey Classic right here at Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona. I am across the street in the parking garage looking down as the uh, – the, the people are starting to, uh, well, the, the fans are all gone, but some of the players and, and um, guys are moving on out. And tomorrow afternoon, there's going to be an NHL game in here. So the Penguins are getting their stuff moved in. The Coyotes are actually moving in their stuff, and they're getting ready for a afternoon game. Scott Strandy with you uh, here at Mullet Arena. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York, staying up late tonight to do the special podcast and recap everything for you. Paul, we talked about the... Uh, the championship game, there was also a consolation game, which involved two of the teams in our coverage area and was completed just about an hour ago. Are you still in the flight plan, the the, you know, the flight path? <laughs> no, I, I moved sideways a little bit. I'm in the parking garage now. Why? <laughs> oh, I'm just wondering. I mean, are you actually seeing the uh, 
the stuff being moved in for the uh, Coyotes and the Penguins? I absolutely did. Yep. I, I'm not doubting. I'm, I'm asking a question. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They are moving into their locker rooms now that uh, okay. Boston University and Michigan Tech are out. And, um, yeah, they're getting set up for an afternoon mullet arena experience. Nice. Sid the Kid, baby. Going to get his first <laughs> taste of the most intimate NHL setting. Yes, he is. He certainly is. Um, before we get into this Constellation game, because I've got about 16, 17 minutes of sound here, maybe more than that. Um, That's I'm sure people would rather hear from them than us anyway. Yeah, So, and it's good stuff tonight. It's really, really good stuff. Uh, that, I was thinking about trying to cut it up quickly, but it doesn't even make sense to do it because it's, it's uh, raw, but it's very good and, and very hard, especially from Coach Powers. Well, even the players too, but the co- Coach Powers talking about uh, you know, trying to play with a depleted roster and play with uh, an injury like what suffered to, to Tim Lovell, which, again, to let everybody know, he's going to be just fine. He's uh, never even went to the hospital, I don't believe. Uh, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, there were some other games played again tonight, Paul, and doggone it. Um, some teams just continually come close, and I'm talking about uh, the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves. They almost did it again wow, what tonight. A, what a heartbreaking weekend they had, though. What a heartbreaking yeah, Losing in 20, 20 seconds to go last night and then in overtime tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll get into it, I guess, a little bit more tomorrow. You know, because we don't want to use all our material up for tomorrow. But Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, definitely a heartbreaking weekend. But, uh, boy, they, they showed out well. They showed out well even in a loss. Uh, yeah, a yeah. Pair of losses. I mean, you know, um, full marks, and like I said, feel, um, you know, like I said, heartbreaking to lose the way they did because it's not like they trailed all weekend. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, and then over in North Dakota, the Ralph, um, Rick Zombo's team came what? out again what? and uh, and scored two goals right away <sighs> and put a scare in North Dakota and then just could not hold off the, no. the Tyler Clevin-led I think we can call it that. Can we just call it the Tyler Clevin weekend? Because he was yeah, outstanding. I mean, he is an NHL player in an NCAA or on an NCAA team. Yeah, well, um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, he had the two power play goals last night and two more goals tonight, and uh, they couldn't stop him. He's the one guy they couldn't stop. No, and they did battle and give Lindenwood a lot of credit. I'm sure, you know, coach tried to tell us that it was not going to be emotional and everything was going to be fine. And that was a bunch of BS. We know know how emotional that was. The players know where their coach went to school. They understand what it's like to play in the Ralph Engelstead arena, the Ralph. And, uh, they, they knew, um, what, what it meant to try to get a win. And they came so close last night. Tonight, they got the lead again. They got more shots, not a lot more, but some more. And uh, like I said, they just couldn't hold off a North Dakota team that's uh, getting better uh, as they typically do after the first of the year. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure that Dale's players uh, got out of their frust- – you know, left frustrated. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I think you're right. And then, then just uh, go a little farther south – um, down I-25 and you get Denver, Colorado. And uh, tonight's what? Pioneers took out what? their frustration. <laughs> what? What's I'm not that? Good, uh, listen, I'm not that good at geography, but I'm good We're almost straight that's... south of Grand Forks. 
maybe a little bit to the west, but not much. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, you get down I-25, you get to Magnus Arena, and tonight that was the home of the Pioneers, and they let you know it. <laughs> the Pioneers did what the Pioneers do, and, and I think Fairbanks had uh, pretty much played out all their emotion and maybe all their elevation uh, last night. But uh, they hung in there for a while, and then, then the defending national champions just decided that they were going to step on the gas and, and really do away with the, uh, the uh, Nanooks tonight. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but uh, what part don't you agree with? It was seven to two. Yeah, it would, yeah, but Fairbanks had their chances to 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 ha- turn that you know to have that game be different. They just didn't capitalize, and Denver did. Yeah, well, that's it, because Denver got away from, defending national from, champions. I understand that, and then it got away from Fairbanks at the end. But it, the seven to two doesn't really do the game justice, but that's for tomorrow night too. Yeah, exactly. I just want to get those scores out and let people know that, uh, that that's what happened. Um, and then of course, tonight's game, uh, as I've uh, already mentioned about four times, air force versus, uh, Arizona state, Arizona state needed to bring out Ryan Robinson off of the red shirt list. I don't even know if he played a minute tonight. I don't remember seeing him on the ice, but, um, he did dress and did go through warm-ups and was he on the bench some, he, I saw because they a couple of times, but okay. I don't think, he okay. Got any, yeah, I don't yep. think they got any extensive time. I maybe I had some people standing in front of me eh. most of the night, so Whatever. I maybe missed part of the game from where I was sitting. Um, <laughs> it's hard to do your job though when when you got people walking up and down in front of you and standing up and anyway, that's uh, for another day. But anyway. Um, both offenses have been struggling, and that's being kind, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, Air Force will tell you that they can't score. Uh, Arizona State has will tell you they can score, but they haven't. And uh, Coach Powers is putting together a lineup. He said, I have no choice but to uh, to bring Ryan Robinson. I think they wanted to redshirt him, um, but he had no choice because he had nobody left. He, uh, he, said, he said after the game, Paul, and, and I'll play this cut in just a minute, but – um, he didn't think Master was going to play tonight. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we were all kind of. Uh, well, let me clear this the lineup. So let I me mean, clear this up right now. Robert Master Simone was not disciplined, and that's not why he was the extra forward. It was the fact that he was um, exhausted, and uh, they didn't know what he had left in the tank, so they they weren't going to dress him. He said he wanted to dress. They said, "Okay, we'll do this." We'll sit you out the first period and, and save you for the second and third. And, um, you know, he didn't score, but he was a factor. Boy, was he a factor. Well, listen, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a factor what he plays. And, and there's no, you know, he's definitely very skilled. And, you know, you always notice him on the ice uh, when he's there. So, I mean, that's, you know, he's, he's always around the puck and he definitely is a big time threat. Okay. So it's a two nothing victory. It's the fourth shutout for uh, TJ Sempton Felter coach reminded us all that they had no shutouts last year. So he's already got four with 16 games to play. And, um, 
you know, he was solid. He was very solid tonight. He stopped everything uh, that was thrown his way, literally. And uh, he had some, he had 32 saves tonight. So there were some quality yeah. ones in, in there as well, especially at the end. Air Force, I thought, came really hard the last, you know, what, eight, five, eight minutes of the, or five to eight minutes of the game. I yeah, thought they just stormed the net hard. Yeah, yeah, no, they did. It would have been nice to uh, for ASU to have gotten a power play goal and not make it that that close, but um, didn't happen that way. They had 13 minutes of power play time, and there's no way in heck that the coach was happy about that win or no win. I'll let you hear from him. Let's uh, let's not wait any longer because we got 17 minutes and 15 seconds of cuts here. The first nine minutes and 14 seconds with Coach Greg Powers, and it starts right now. Important thing I think everybody's probably wondering about. T- Timmy's totally fine. So he he he's fine. He's up. He's completely coherent. Um, I, I don't think he's going to go to the hospital. Um, it was a scary moment, but uh, he's uh, he's okay. So we'll leave it at that and go to the game, which is great. Coach, your thoughts on uh, just the overall performance of everybody tonight? It was offensively not your best, obviously, but uh, 2 nothing shutout is a win is a win, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, it's, it's, when you're missing as many guys as we are right now, um, you take wins any way you can get them. Like, so, and, and look, we missed probably three literally wide open nets. I mean, the, uh, donor missed one. Judson missed one, Dylan Jackson missed one, um, Alexander was a four, four. Like so, again, we were a little bit offensively challenged, you know, going the extra mile, but we found a way. And, and TJ was great. And credit to Air Force, I thought they played really hard. They always play hard. They're always hard to play against. Um, they gave everybody a run for their money. It doesn't matter who they play. Um, so you take wins anyway you get them. It's hard to win in college hockey. Coach, you had Mastro. Just used as a floater. Just was that just create sparks on all four lines? Put him in no, he he was battling. He's battling it right now, right? So um, it was it was just trying to save his legs and and use him for the back half of the game. And and we made a decision we we're going to try and let him rest for the first period. Um, and we got through it. And then he 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 was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And so now we just got again. We just got you healthy. I mean, he almost didn't dress tonight. So he was a, he was a late at. We were going to just go with 12 and 6. Um, and then we decided to, to go about it this way to, to kind of preserve him if we could. And, and it worked out. He gave us a spark. He's a tough kid. But, um, you know, we lost Como last night. Um, so we're, we're hoping to get some guys back. But you know what? Good credit. Teddy Largrath played played well tonight. Gave us a little bit of energy. You know, Grando and Benji. And, um, you know, and, and Tucker Ness has, has been a really good boost of energy. We're on the bench especially, he's been unbelievable. He's doing what we're asking him to do. So, so those guys are, um, you know, if you would have told me all the guys we have out and we play in this tournament in Boston College and we're two and two, I, w- I would take it. I would take it all day, you know. So, um, I've never had this many guys out. I mean, if you look at my board in my office, you can have a lineup with guys that are out. Um, so, it, you know, it, it is what it is. So, I'm proud of the guys. They got it out of win. It was a good again, just like last Saturday. It, it doesn't matter how it looks right now. If it's ugly, we don't care. We'll take it. Coach, have you and your staff thought of a scenario just with all the injuries of how, with now no healthy scratches and depending on Tim, like a scenario of what the lines would look like and all that, or is it just still? I mean, it's kind of hodgepodge, just like it was tonight. I mean, I, I probably had 
you know, 10 different combinations, you know, and then I went back to kind of only yeller to get it done, you know, and uh, I thought Silly was way better tonight than last night. So he, he brought it tonight. He managed the puck really well. He had good energy. He was really good for us. So, um, you know, it, it was a lot of combos out there. It was just who was up, who was fresh, you know, situational, where the draw was, all that stuff. And, and, and the guys got it done. They, they really did. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of our team. Coach, you talked about the hodgepodge, but kind of that consistency in the first goal coming from the Ontario guys, Jacksons and, and Alexander, and that that spark from them, their speed had to be incredible to have, just kind of with the mix up you were working. Yeah, I thought the Jacksons started the game really well. I mean, they they were playing with a ton of energy. They and they knew tonight we had to lean on them. They had to be, you know, they're really good players. You know, they they're going to just get better and better and better. Uh, they probably went into college hockey too soon. I think they'd be the first to say that when they went to Northeastern. And so, you know, they're almost, you know, you could easily say they should be freshmen this year, really, in their sophomores, because they're going to be with us for three years. So, um, you know, they had a good game. They, 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 they gave us a lot of energy. They were moving tonight. They were, they were definitely skating hard. And, and it was a nice to, to see them get rewarded and get on the, the score sheet with Ryan. Uh, TJ obviously has a shout out. He's one of the busiest goalies in college hockey this year. Just what have you seen from him this year, and, and where's his game at? In that he's he's our best player. He's been our best player all year, and tonight was his fourth shutout. Uh, I, I think we had we didn't have any last year, did we? Oh. So I mean, he's already got four, um, and we got sixteen to play. So he he's been unbelievable. I, I think he's you could make the argument he's he's the best goalie in the country. I really could. Um, I believe that, and 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 again, he's a sophomore. You know, we have him. He's going to be here for a while. He's 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 the guy we're going to build our program around moving forward, and, and he should be because he's that good. Coach, what about that second line that we kept the same as yesterday with the Jacksons and Alexander? I mean, he scores tonight. They were moving. What about the Jacksons and Ryan Alexander? Do you like the most? I think Ryan. When, <coughs> excuse me. When Ryan's going, he he compliments them really really well. I thought this weekend he was a little flat. His leg, he didn't quite have his legs. But when, when he, he just plays hard. He has speed so he can keep up with them. Um, and he plays hard. He's good down low. He gets space. He goes and gets the puck. Um, you know, so they, they're a line that, that could potentially be together here for a long time. They love playing together. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they, they had a big goal for us tonight. Coach, open five on the power play tonight. I mean, it's been an up-and-down power failure. What's it going to take to – Consistent things going there. You're getting chances. Just score. Score. <laughs> you know, the puck's got to go in. And, and, I mean, it's we had uh, we had I mean, we hit a crossbar. I think in the first period, Juddy missed the tap in there. I mean, we, we could have easily had two or three. Just didn't go in. I thought the goalie played well. The kid played well. He's he's a kid that hasn't played a lot because their their top two guys are out. He he was really good tonight. He gave him a chance. What's the biggest positive you take just from? You know this whole desert hockey classic going into Mankato. Well, we, we you know one team gets goes 2-0, two teams go one and one, and one teams go goes 0-2. Right? I'm glad we're not the team that went 0-2. Um, you know, and and again, I think that the silver lining is really tough competition to start the second half. Um, a completely depleted roster, more more than we've ever had in the history of this program. And, and we're finding ways to gut out wins on Saturday night. So um, proud of the guys for that. But I think the biggest, you know, the biggest thing is, is Timmy's okay. And I mean, it, you know, like that, that's hard for kids. Like that's, that's, he's a, he's a popular guy in the room. He's one of their, you know, he's their best buddy. They love him. 
So when they see, you know, scary moment like that, they're kids. People forget that. Like those are kids and they, they were scared. So for them to continue to play with, with at least half of their brains on Timmy and, and figure out a way to get it done is really impressive. And I think they deserve a huge credit for that, especially TJ. I saw you bring the whole team over to the bench right after they, they took Timmy off the ice. What was your message to him just, just there? I, I, I knew he was okay just from experience and seeing that happen and how he was reacting. Um, I won't get into that. I slept at Holiday Inn last night. Um, but uh, you guys don't get that joke? I Jesus, <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty good. I didn't get a laugh. Um, but it was just like, he's, he's going to be okay. Like, we have, we got to play. We got to play. He, you know, and... And just trust me, boys, he's going to be okay. And But you can say that, but it was scary, right? They were scared, and they should have been scared. And, and you know, Parker, you know, on their team was was devastated, you know, and, and he did. it wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't a dirty hit, and I went right to the locker room and made sure he knew that because um, he, he was scared because it was a scary moment. Coach, during the game, I know you just said that he's going to be okay, but in real time, you were up on the bench and kind of talking to people through the glass. Did you get an update in real time that he was going to be okay? No, I just I just motioned to my wife to go down. If he was going to go to the hospital, I wanted her to go with him because, I mean, Timmy doesn't have family here. So I just said go, and she knew what I wanted her to do. And have you been in communication with his family? Um, she has, yeah. I have not yet, yeah. I have one more. Sorry yeah. to keep it going. But um, you, you're the first guy to say net front presence and all that, but night and day difference between yesterday and today. Yeah. I mean, that's how we got our first goal, like Ryan's goal. And, I mean, we had, like, I mean, Donor just hopped over his stick there in the first period. That was a blue paint goal that should have been ours. Um, so, yeah. And I, mean, and I thought we did a good job defending our net front. You know, I mean, TJ made a lot of good saves, but they didn't have any real – you know, they had a couple great A's, but, but you know, for the most part, we kept him to the outside, and he played a really controlled game. He controlled everything. He was in complete control from the start to finish. Um, that's when he's at his best. There you go. Coach Powers, in a nutshell. Um, Paul, your thoughts after uh, getting a chance to hear that for the first time? Well, hey, like you said, a win's a win. All right, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree 100% with what the coach said about certain things, but okay. Um, <laughs> you know. Do you want to elaborate on that? We got a couple of minutes before we get, get into this last eight minute segment. Well, no, I, you know, I have. What, what one, don't you agree on? Um, okay, I mean, I, my thoughts on the especially the power play, uh, are not new. No, because uh, they haven't changed what they do in the power play, I don't think. Uh, Shoot the puck. Oh, Paul, if you could have heard, heard the crowd, even puck. the crowd was screaming, Shoot well, the puck. Well, okay, well, as far as hearing the crowd is concerned, um, that has to do with the stream, and we'll, we can get into that another night. Yeah, you but, didn't hear yeah. the you didn't hear the crowd, did you? No, no. <laughs> um, shoot the puck! Stop playing with it. I understand every team has their systems. You can't score if you don't shoot. And stop trying to be perfect. They had one power play where they had two shots from the goal line. You're not scoring from there. Not often, anyway. 
So you had two guys off to the side, nobody in front. Shoot the puck. Get somebody in front. This is <laughs> hockey 101. I've been screaming about this all season. And it's the ASU is not the only one that does this. No, usually the teams that aren't having uh, a lot of offensive success are the ones you can pin it back to and finding out that they're not doing it. So I mean, holy smokes, shoot the darn puck and just and and do it quickly. Way too many drag shots or whatever you want to call them tonight. Where the, the, the I mean, I'm a 57, no 57, no 58, well whatever, 58, 58. I'm a 58 year old man and. It, it's Paul Hornstein recounting his age for you folks. Yeah. I'm so old I can't remember how old I am. Um <laughs> but I mean the idea is to shoot the puck and shoot it quickly so the goalie doesn't have a chance to set up. Yeah, they that they had a lot of problems with that again tonight. Um especially on that five minute major again. And how many times we harped on that? It seems like the desperation doesn't come till the last minute and a half or minute 45 of the the power play and it's like man you just wasted uh the opportunity to score as many times as you can um yeah I just, I don't it, it's frustrating it. I, I don't um i i think <sighs> and, 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 I, and i don't know and, and, i'm not and, and, i'm not in their heads paul but i think either, what but... i think what i'm seeing is they're looking for lanes and they're not seeing the clear lane so they don't take the shot and, and sometimes you just got to drive it through people well, because if, drive if nothing to else, the net. drive yeah, to the net. Yeah, and and drive your shot towards the net. If somebody gets in the way, they get in the way. But at least you got to be uh, you got to be attempting to get it towards the net. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, um, and once again, ASU is not the only team that does. I watch a game and I watch this backwards pass, this quote on whatever the rubber band or whatever nonsense they want to call it. We'll get Rick Zombo on to explain it to you. It's kind of like the clamshell that he gave you this week. Well, see, that I understood. I know. Well, he'll give you the terminology that was just for a, this, too. That was just a phrase <laughs> for locking it down. I get that. But this, this backwards pass and giving up giving up ice instead of going. Well, and, and the idea behind goes, that on the power play ball is to develop speed and enter with speed. But yeah. but how does that you know, work it's, when it's got to be the, precise? It has yeah. to be precise, and that's yeah. what unfortunately a lot of college teams are not that good at. Listen, I don't see it work that much in the NHL either, unless you have Connor McDavid on your team or Connor okay. Bedard. Well, Connor Bedard's not in the NHL yet. He'll yeah, be there. Well, soon. he's whatever. He's not now. And <laughs> yeah, you, Do you want to tell the people what you told me he was going to be? What team is he going to be playing for? I didn't say it. No, no, you said it. You said it. I I repeated what somebody else. Said. No, no. Tell me, tell me the terminology in the central part of the country, the south central part of the country that you said he was going to be a member of the what? Oh, you mean uh, the Tulsa Drillers? <laughs> okay, I that I, I, I get you. I wasn't sure. What no, was okay, we'll leave it at yeah. that. We'll leave it at that. We don't need to get into it. That was just Oklahoma that. Oklahoma City 89ers? That. I don't know what. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there just for jokes. Okay. Uh, uh, so we got about purposely going south when the idea is to go. Yeah. Well, that's, that's here. That we'll, we'll get into that later. We don't have time for it now, but uh, I've got about eight minutes of uh, TJ Sempton Felter and uh, Ryan Alexander. So let's jump into it. TJ, uh, start, start with uh, your four shutout. Uh, it wasn't an easy one tonight, but uh, how did it feel? 
felt great to get that win. Obviously, I thought everybody put in a great effort, um, a great and hard-earned team win. And, uh, you know, as we come down the stretch, each win is important, and I knew that. And the team knew that going into it. And we just look forward to carry this momentum into next weekend. Coach said you were in control from the very start. Did it feel that way for you tonight? Yeah, I just I focus on stopping the next shot and keeping my team in every game. And, you know, as long as I can do that and give us the best chance to win, I know the guys are going to compete in front of me and, and do all they can to win. So, um, you know, this tonight it was obviously great getting that win. And we look forward to rolling into next weekend. Ryan, can you talk a little bit about your uh, your line and your effort tonight? Uh, I thought we played really well. I know uh, my line mates, uh, Ty and Dill, were, we were all pretty frustrated that we couldn't produce for the team and felt good to just get on the board and help our team win. TJ, um, I guess where, where do you think your game's at right now? As, as you said, you're, you're just trying to keep it going for your for your teammates and all that but like what, what do you think are you, like the pluses and minuses of your game right now the strengths and weaknesses um uh, i think uh like about the halfway mark uh the, the goal coach and staff and i kind of sat down and just looked at how much i've improved since last year on on various different things and um for me like a big thing was just working on controlling the plays controlling the puck managing my depth and um that's something that we're focusing on and I feel like I've taken a tremendous step in that area in my game. And uh, like you said, I, every night I just worry about stopping the next shot, keeping my team in the game. And uh, as long as I can do that, give these guys a shot every night, you know, we uh, we have a chance. TJ, I saw you over by Tim when he had gone down uh, in the third period and just kind of being there with him. How do you refocus and, and get back between the pipes with a, with a good mindset after you see a you know, good teammate like that being carted off? Yeah, Tim's obviously a great player and uh, an even better kid. And to see a guy like that go down is so important to this team. Uh, it's obviously very frustrating, but um, we talked about it on the bench. It's important to refocus and kind of finish that game out and win it for Tim. Uh, you never want to see a teammate like that go down, and um, it's a tough play. I'm, I'm sure the Air Force player wasn't intending to do that, but uh, we made sure to close that game out and win it for Tim. TJ, this is your fourth shutout of the season already, and we're still, you still have 16 to go. What does that mean to you? I think shutouts are a team stat. Uh, I think it reflects how well everybody kind of bought in uh, to playing our game and, and making sure we got a win. Uh, you know, a win's a win, no matter how many goals we score, how many goals they score. Uh, it's happy to get that two points, and it was a great team effort tonight. Ryan, coach, kept your second line there together tonight, and how, how do you feel that chemistry's going with health? Uh, I think it's just we're slowly building it, and every game it just seems we seem to gel together a little bit more, and just they're fun guys to play with, good kids, and just they know how to find each other, they know how to find me, and I think uh, we'll do nothing but improve if we're kept together. Thank you. For both you guys, uh, can you just talk a little bit about the whole weekend, uh, the way the tournament was, the fans, all of that stuff, and uh, your thoughts on looking forward to this next year? Yeah, we came in obviously expecting to win a championship this weekend, and um, it was unfortunate losing last night to Michigan Tech, but we came in today uh, with the objective of just winning today and focusing on what we can control. Um, so it was great to get the win today and obviously have some positive momentum rolling into next weekend, two big games against Minnesota State. Yeah, just one game at a time. You know, it's really tough losing the first, first game, especially because it's our tournament, but... I mean, you gotta gotta know how to put that behind you and just focus on what's ahead. CJ, we asked uh, Coach Powers his opinion on the net front presence. Uh, I was kind of going for an offensive answer, but he said in front of you it improved immensely, and 
chances were limited because they didn't really get inside. What did you see from your defense in front of you tonight that you know, helped you out? Yeah, I thought they did a great job. I mean, obviously, anytime I can see the puck, it's a lot easier of a save. So I thought they did a great job moving guys in front of me. Credit to Air Force. Those guys work really hard, and uh, they try to get bodies in front. But I thought our D did a great job of handling that. And, um, you know, that's something we focus on. Teams obviously come in, you know, oftentimes want to send guys to the front of the net, put pucks to the net. And um, I thought we did a great job. Brian, is it a boost on that next three weekends you're, you're here in this building instead of jetting off wherever to, to take on a team on the road and yeah. kind of a better mindset for the next few? Yeah, it's nice. You know, <laughs> we, we all love this building and uh, think our but our next road trip is to Alaska or something. Yeah. So, yeah, that won't be too fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's good to be home under the palm trees and, uh, yeah, just going to the going to the rink every day, just knowing we'll be there Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, it's good. For both of you, what do you, what do you like about playing in this rink specifically? I'd say just the, the whole atmosphere. Like, uh, we have unbelievable fans and student section, and it's fun to see everyone just buying into it, and we want to win for them, and just, it's just, uh, it's just cool. <laughs> Coming from Boston, I wasn't sure what to expect, the fan base here, and it's been nothing but unbelievable. Like, the fans here, they love hockey, and uh, I think hockey's really picked up like wildfire out here. Uh, it's great to see that we have a lot of fans attending every game, and they obviously bring in an energy that you don't really feel in any other building in college hockey. So we're very fortunate to have Mullet a place to call home. It's nothing like uh, jumping in the fans at the end of the game. Too. <laughs> it's, it's always fun. For both you guys, talking more about, about this arena, I suppose, you guys never had to play at Oceanside. Do you, do you hear stories about what it was like from guys that played there and then just the world of difference coming here and you're kind of living the life of only ever having to play in the Mullet? You know, kind of, kind of feel bad for for those guys, <laughs> but uh, that they, uh, but we always remember them. You know, they built this program, and they, you know, some didn't get to see it through to uh, to this rink, but they're they're the pioneers. So we, uh, when we walk out, we see Oceanside on each each wall in our tunnel, and that yeah, we always remember. You guys gone over to Oceanside and checked it out? Or? Yeah, we actually skated there a bit over the summer, um, and you know, obviously going from there to here, it's, it's certainly an upgrade. And uh, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to play our games here, and we, we were able to move right in and start practicing when we got back um, from being in Minnesota to start the year. Um, but obviously, like he said, those guys played Notion Side before us, built this program, and you know, they're the reason we're able to have such a beautiful facility now. And all the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears that they put in. Uh, so we're just fortunate that we get to reap the rewards of that, and we're hoping to continue the tradition and obviously let uh, the tradition continue people coming in. So, uh, Brian, with all the injuries um, and having underclassmen get in for the first time, I mean, you've been a freshman that's been out there since the very beginning of the season. Have you kind of stepped up as a leader, I guess, in that you know underclassmen room um, and kind of help navigate through the? the uh, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh... Uh, it's pretty clear from the start that freshmen's jobs just just to follow, just, just do what uh, the older guys and the and the captains say, and you know just be be a good teammate. And I think uh, in order to be a good leader in the years to follow, got to be a good follower now. So. Anything else? Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Ryan Alexander, TJ Something Felter, um, Paul. You know what I took away from that. Um, 
as I as I walked away from that tonight, I was telling myself. Um, oh, hold on a minute. I, uh, I'm playing it again for everybody, so well, that's, that's cool. That's not good. <laughs> All right, it's less than I have to talk. Anyway, uh, what I took away from it is there. Those are two: a freshman and a sophomore, and a goaltender and a forward. Uh, who play big roles on this team, and they get it. And by what I mean by saying they get it is they understand the past, they understand the future, they can they can seem to focus uh, day by day. I sent you a text, and I said, TJ Alexander and Master Simone, uh, what would they do without those three? Um, well, and I mean, I mean it. I mean, that that I, that, I get it. Well, that group is uh, is unbelievable, those three. I'll just say this, you know, I didn't, you know, we, we knew a little bit about TJ Semptenfelter when he, when he came in, um, you know, because we got to see him a little bit, especially in the bean pot last year and playing behind Devin Levi. You can understand why he left, you know, he wants to play and so forth and so on. And, uh, you know, Alexander's a kid that, uh, I had a little bit of information on just from kind of, you know, reading his background and, and I was, I've been waiting to to see him play for the last couple of years and you know sometimes when you get when you get players like that that you, you anticipate um being good players and 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 you know and wanting to see and so forth and so on sometimes it disappoints you and um that has not been the case with alexander uh, he has been everything advertised and more and he's got wheels. He's he got really wheels. Have wheels. And he's got hockey sense. He's incredibly intelligent on the ice. And you just have to look at him uh, up close and personal for a little bit before you realize this kid knows what he's doing. He knows where to go with the puck. He knows where to be when the puck's not in his hands and, or on his stick, I should say. And uh, that that is something you just can't teach. So that's instinct. You know, well, one day I hope to see him in person. You know, they let me out of the basement. <laughs> yeah, he said he was going to hang around for like six years just so you could see him in person. I might. Hopefully, it doesn't take that long, but you never know. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's kind of the wrap up here at Mullet. The, the Desert Classic uh, 2023 version is now in the books. We we teased you folks uh, with who would be here in 2025. We don't know 2024 yet, but Paul, do you want to tell the folks one more time uh, who's going to be here in 2025? Um, Princeton. Robert Morris, and um, and once again, I forget the fucking UMass. UMass, yeah, I don't Greg know why Carvel I and his team. I don't know why I can't remember. <laughs> that. I really don't. Uh, anyway, uh, tomorrow night we'll be back at our regular time with uh, College Hockey West Live, and uh, we will uh, we'll update you on the weekend, the pairwise, all that good stuff, and um, we'll lead you into the week which uh, should be an exciting week. I know the uh, Super 16 is going to take some work from my uh, co-host. I'm so aggravated. <laughs> you are? <laughs> I'm so aggravated. I'm like, all oh, right, I'm over. I got this done. And then I said, let me just check to make sure there's no games tomorrow. And of course huh? there are, which is great. But um, I, I, had, I had it all set and ready to go. And I was going to shock people. Well, mostly you and Terry, but... Um, <laughs> Now I gotta wait anyway. Uh, 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 yeah, life is life is just a bowl of cherries sometimes. All right, take it away, my friend.
from the Summer Skate Studios. This Desert Classic Special Edition of Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly has been brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask, on ice or in line, Behind the Mask's three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com is the place for all of your hockey needs. By College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Buy summer skates. See summerskates.com to customize any pair of our shower shoes or a koozie, uh, whether it's for yourself with your favorite player's name and number on it or for your team. And buy Toyota. See the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car, new or pre-owned. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Desert Toyota in Tucson, Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas, and Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Help people find it however they can. And, you know, spread the love. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I want to say a big thank you to everybody at Arizona State for uh, their hospitality in getting me through these two days here at the, actually it was three days because I spent some time uh, doing interviews and practices. So actually four days, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Friday and Saturday. They so broke out the rose. Yeah, part. so thank you. Yeah, thanks to everybody. I, I really appreciate everybody that came up to me too. Uh, Zach Larraza, Larraza came up to uh, chatted with me today, and uh, several other people that uh, I, I don't want to really reveal their names, but uh, it was fun chatting with Zach, a former Denver Pioneer, and hoping to be uh, a little closer to the Sun Devil program. Okay, I'll just leave now, it at that. Okay, so you see now, I, 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 it, it, I put you put two together for me. Yeah. You said it before, and I'm like, what? Yeah, he, he came and up now, to me and, and goes, uh, hey, Scott, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. And then I said, hey, you want to come on the podcast? He goes, yeah, anytime. I said, okay. what are you doing these days? He goes, I'm coaching coaching the team right here in the Valley. And he said, uh, I've been talking with Coach Powers about wanting to be a part of the Sun Devil program down the road. So nice. who knows? Hey, listen, maybe um, you can. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk to Zach about it. He, he also told me some players that uh, – are committing to the Sun Devils, including the what he called the best player in the state of Arizona right now. Well, yeah, so, that's cool. Uh, I mean, listen, let's just let's just say anytime you can infuse some of that Denver DNA in the situation. Yeah, it doesn't hurt, does it? No. <laughs> so anyway, nice to see Zach. Uh, also uh, spent the weekend next to uh, a guy that told me he was a scout. His name is Rick Dudley. If you know Rick Dudley, uh, he's not just a scout, I, folks. I do, I do know who he is. <laughs> he's, yeah. He is a former NHLer, and he is a uh, about the top of the food chain in the uh, player development part of things with the Florida Panthers. So yeah. Rick and Rick have graciously went and got me some uh, some uh, uh, line sheets today. Offered nice. to watch my uh, my computer as I went down and did my interviews. So nice. there you go. Uh, great having Rick in town. Uh, he did some great scouting. I don't know if he's going to hang around tomorrow for the NHL game or not, but. He told me that well, he uh, he had to go warm up because it was a little cold in Mullet <laughs> Arena for him. So, listen, uh, he, well, listen, he, he said, clearly, next time I'm bringing a jacket. 
clearly he's smart enough though. He goes, <laughs> he, he, he works for the Panthers who are in, in, in Miami and yeah. uh, is scouting in Tempe in January. So you know, how you, this, this is how you get to the top of the food chain. <laughs> exactly. I also want to say a big thank you to Mike Ruziano. I had a chance to visit with him, not on uh, on air, but it was fun to uh, to see Mike as well, uh, the captain of the 1980 gold medal hockey team for those of you that may be listening and aren't aware mike ruzioni is now um a front man for the boston university program his alma mater kind of like paul hornstein is for the arizona state sun devils so kind of put them in the same no yeah I, I, no we I don't, don't do have, that i i don't have a gold medal though oh okay okay anyway you got bronze i have nothing oh okay. i just have a basement <laughs> all right well, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you back on schedule tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. 